pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, London. Hello, the world. This is Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station on the planet. And this is a video game radio show. This is One Life Left. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games. I'm Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. For the next hour, we're going to be talking about video games because that's what a radio game about video games, video, no. radio, video, show. radio show, radio video show games. about games should do. It should do speaking perfectly. It evidently isn't. So we um, we follow the bike show. Oh, we are following the bike shows we do norm- normally. And, and how do you follow that? Well, what was he listening to? If uh, anybody who joined us at seven o'clock on Resonance, um, it was reggae, wasn't he? Was he? Sort of, was he? Reggae. I mean, you know, I don't want to cast any. But has he been smoking? Has Jack been smoking? Stuff? I don't think you can if you're a, a biker. I can. Apparently, he had members of the cabinet in here. <laughs> really? <laughs> so what have they been getting up to? No, I don't think that was this week, was it? Is it not? A cabinet. Obviously, we couldn't listen to the bike show live because we were biddy biddy. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We were busy preparing, obviously not practising our elements. smoke that's in the studio is making it difficult oh, to concentrate. Dear. You know why You know why I'm intimidated? Why? because we've got a super special guest. Oh, have we? Have we? Please welcome One Life Left listeners, Fots, friend of the show, Marie Fulston. Yay! She is the co-organiser, co-founder, we suggested, but she wants to be co-organiser of the Wild Rumpus. Which we're big fans of, aren't we? We are. Excellent. How are you, Marie? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. How are you finding it so far? Uh, it's fine. I'm quite happy that Steve's messing up as much as he is, because okay. at least he's setting the bar quite low. Twice. <laughs> Twice yeah. so Twice. far. That's what you get from an award-nominated radio show. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Uh, the Wild Rumpus is our favourite of the London-based gaming monthly festivals. Yep. We went to the opening night, didn't we? We did. Had a great time. We were sceptical at first, weren't we? <laughs> I mean, it's fair to say we were sceptical. We'll, we'll talk about this more. A little bit later. Um, how should we start? I don't know. There's so much we could be doing. So much. So much. 
This time, 93,000 accounts were accessed, of which 60,000 were PSN or Sony Entertainment Network accounts. The others were Sony Online Entertainment accounts. Sony is convinced the user information didn't come from them because there was such a low rate of success, but says successful hacks could have been on dormant accounts that haven't had their password changed since the larger hacking saga earlier this year. The company has advised account holders to use super strong passwords. Better change ours from OLL rules. Like the way you've sort of developed a style of timing your punchline. Yeah. To after the, to after the, yes, the music, That's yeah. very clever. That's professional radio. What, yes. is your, what is your password, generally speaking, Anne? Um, I don't really have a general one. No? So what's your, what's your Gmail account password? Uh, I'm probably not going to tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you my work one. Okay. It's worth a try, though. Why that was it? a bit Darren Brown. I actually don't remember my PlayStation password. Don't you? No, I, didn't we all have to change it anyway? Because this, is, this excuse I don't think I've logged on since. What? So mine could have been hacked. I see. That was what they were saying, is yeah, it? Yeah, so, right. so people, so dormant accounts, people who haven't since gone onto ah, their account to change this. That's why there wasn't a hoo-ha about this yeah. then. Yeah, I think they were just saying that all of those details that have been tried, people have tried them again and some of them still work and yeah. big wow. <laughs> but didn't, didn't you, weren't you forced to change it? Oh no, I suppose it's a hacker, you could make it wherever you want, couldn't you? I might get into hacking. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, yes, just, I'm just watching your thought yes. process here. <laughs> what could you do? <laughs> if you've not logged onto the PlayStation Network since the hacking, could you let us know your, uh, your, your PlayStation name and we'll, uh, and we'll check whether, whether your password's been changed for you. And yet more hacking. This time it's been reported that several Xbox Live accounts have been accessed to buy FIFA-related content. A Microsoft spokesperson has told Eurogamer that they are aware of a few incidents of unauthorised access but believe there isn't a wider security issue. Looks like the barbed wire around our consoles just won't cut it anymore. So people have been logging on and buying FIFA stuff. <laughs> yeah, they've been changing where the uh, they've been changing the console that the account is uh, linked to and buying FIFA stuff, like buying FIFA packs. Right. Um, and then so one guy, I think, who got in touch with Eurogamer was like, "Look, I don't play FIFA. I got this email saying that my account had been changed to a different console. And then when I logged onto my account, eventually I had thirty-five um, FIFA points. Nice. I don't know if that's a thing. And he was like, "But I hate football." <laughs> Um, and it's part of new sort of like positive yours to try yeah. and, try and make us all a bit frightened of online yeah, transactions. Yes. Have you bought shares in physical media? Uh, in known security oh, security companies. I see. What's some bodyguards? Well, there we go. I, I have no interest in either of those news stories. Well, I'm finding it very yeah. difficult to comment. To our, our no, my password's really complicated. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, honestly, uh, it seems to me that this is something that they're always going to... It's always going to happen, isn't it? Because people don't have complicated enough passwords for things. They rely on you know, it being something that won't happen to them. And so, so you're always going to have you change a, it to? You, well, the, I haven't Google been taking out some adverts. I saw some adverts on the tube the oh, other day. Oh, was that what that was for? Where you think of a phrase and yeah. put it into letters and numbers? It was, I think Google have got a campaign called uh, Nice to Know or Good to Know or something like that where it's, it's, it's them and the council saying, yeah, everyone, change passwords because you, you wouldn't leave your door unlocked, would you? Wouldn't leave my door. Wouldn't leave your bike unlocked, would you? It says Google that has access to all of our data. <laughs> <laughs> 
Project Zomboid developer The Indie Zone has had a major setback in the completion of an update after two computers containing most of the work were stolen. Thieving robbers broke into the Newcastle flat where two of the developers live and work and took the computers. In a blog post, it was confirmed that no player information was kept on the computers. While work was regularly backed up between computers, nothing was done externally. The moral of this story is that stealing is basically horrible and wrong. This was awful. Like, this was a terrible story. Do you know anything about it? Have you uh, no, I just you should know something about it if you've been listening to the show. <laughs> I know that much. Damn. Yeah, this was... Um, I, I followed this when it happened because I saw um, I saw the Zomboid guys go to pieces about it on Twitter because they've been burgled, which is a terrible thing to happen, right? Yeah. But as well as that, they've had their laptop stolen, which has all of the code for the last two months of work, I think. Right. And one laptop was backing up the other laptop, which means they didn't have an external site backup, which is, you know, it's a foolish thing to do. They know that, right? Yeah. And I think that we all know that, and it's something that, even though we all know, I think we're all victims as well. Like, how many of us can genuinely say that we back up everything that's important to us. I literally us. have zero backups of anything. Do you right. when our website went down because a man... <laughs> that's true, that's, that, that is absolutely <laughs> we, true. We lost everything, didn't we? We did lose everything. But, I mean, and you could say, OK, our livelihoods, that, you know, don't depend on that. And sure, it's a, it, was a, it was, you know, a dumb move of them, they would accept that. But, of course, the internet immediately find out and explode and just then you've got you know, 100,000 kids on the internet all calling them stupid right. because they've done that. And they know they've been stupid. Yeah. And also, that night, they've had some, you know, horrible, horrible person trauma, yeah. Yeah, breaking into their house and stealing all their stuff. And as well as that, they've got all of the internet going, well, you know, frankly, I'm disgusted at you. And it's just, yeah, it was awful, awful, people awful. Are, what, yeah, awful. people, are, what can we do to, to help these developers? <sighs> well, Find I think we can all go man. and buy their game for a start, yeah. or buy, buy the alpha of the game, because the game's looking really, really promising. They're nice guys, and, you know, they've just had they've something really, They've not had a lot really... of luck, have they? Did, no, they haven't. Didn't Google say they couldn't fund it how they were intending to? Yeah, Google said they couldn't, you know, sell the alpha version because they couldn't be trusted on to, or, or because they can't sell something that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. You know, partially because problems like this. But the Zomboid guys have said, I believe, that they're not going to give up. They're going to, you know, start again with this two months, which is the worst thing, right? I've lost sometimes yeah, an afternoon's work yeah. in a crash. You can't be bothered to do it again, can you? But they're, you know, they're going to do all of this. And I, I just, you know, I felt really, really, really sorry for them. And I guess that's a peril of being an indie. One of them wrote a blog post saying, listen, guys, you can't have it both ways. You can't have the, you know, cool, we're supporting the indie thing without having that personality that comes with it. Yeah. This is why it doesn't happen with huge developers, because they're all under contracts which say, yeah, you cannot talk to the public about anything, and we complain about that. When they do talk to the public and they, you know, they're upset and they're drunk and they're annoyed, and you see those human emotions, we get upset about that that too. I, I totally, totally get it. I sympathise for them. Sympathize let's, let's, for catch, them. let's catch the, the burglars. Shall we? Yeah. yeah. It worked really well when we tr tried to find your bike, didn't we? <laughs> Forza 4 fans furious following unfair ban. Developer Turn 10 is investigating complaints from players who say they have been banned erroneously. The player bans appear to be related to piracy and paying actual real money for in-game credits, but Turn 10 says it will reinstate any wrongful bannings. Here's hoping more alliterative stories come up soon, because that was flipping fun! Good headline. The rest of the story's a bit boring. Marie, do you like cars? <laughs> And they're okay. I like your policy here, by the way, of noticing that I messed up twice early in the programme, and you're going to defeat me by not saying anything for the rest of the show. Putting distance between your comments and anything that Steve says. Very, very clever. Um, 
Yeah, these fours are people. Yeah. They should, they should just be banned anyway, shouldn't they? Yeah, let's ban them. Did you, we, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Did you see the Jeremy Clarkson advert? Weirdly, no, because... Oh, yeah. yeah. You like, love Jeremy Clarkson. I do not. It I, was, yeah, it was horrible. I saw, um... Yeah, a list of, of all the stuff involved with Forza, and I could not be less interested in any part of it. It's absolutely the anti-game for me. Although we'll be talking a bit more about that later oh, in the show. Oh. Not about that game, but Clarkson. about another... Clocks and <laughs> No, um, no, it's not, it's not my sort of thing. And to be honest, we've done well to talk about it as much as we have already in this section, because I switched off as soon as you said Forza. I literally just liked all the Fs. Finally, Apple has totally smashed it by selling 4 million of its new iPhone 4S phones in the first three days since launch. That's the most phones sold ever, or something. This comes in the week where Val's Gabe Newell told the Seattle Times he believes Apple will release some hardware at some point that will make consoles obsolete. With Sirius, my new BFF, it looks like Apple are bringing down human relationships too. Did someone do some uh, consumerism I, this I week? Oh, Scamps, how did you get hold of an iPhone 4S? I just ordered it. Right. <laughs> really? wow. it, it was literally that hard. And then I went down to um, the Vodafone store on Moorgate, which is right by London Wall, which is where all the finance people work. It was disgusting in there. They are <laughs> disgusting humans. <laughs> they were getting so angry. Unless they're listening to the show. Unless you're listening to the show, in which case the best of all humans. Well, not the best. The best of a bad bunch. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. you're getting no, on with your phone? the worst of a good bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're, you're enjoying your phone? Yes. And you, well, think that, yes. Uh, you think that Apple are going to revolutionise video gaming? Oh, goodness, they're revolutionising everything else. They may as well. How, how are you finding the eight times more graphics? Um, like, considering before I had zero graphics, right. it's absolutely brilliant. So how are you playing your iOS games before? Just on an iPod touch. Right, so that, if that had 100%, that had 100 graphics yeah. last time, you've now got 800 graphics. It's, there's so many graphics my eyes can't even watch. And if you, you've presumably been messing around with Siri, how does... Yeah. What, <laughs> but did it work? Earlier, I, I said to Siri, Siri, I am lonely. And it went, I'm sorry. And I went, Siri, can you help me? And then it sent me to some um, dating websites. It's, it's what? So it's, it's, <laughs> it's a boy. It's a boy, it's a boy it? yeah. It's, so can we, can we, yeah, yeah. let's have a look at this. Should we do this now? Is this news or should we have a Siri section? Let's have Siri section. Siri, well, okay, so let's Hang try on. it out. Hang on, I need to put in my passcode. Okay, well. Do you want well, me to tell you what it is? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, no, let's not do this now. Sorry, it's flashing at me. Yeah. Um, let's, let's do some One Life Left Siri questions. If you've, if you've got any questions, listeners, that you want um, some artificial intelligence to answer. Yeah. Tweet us. At one life left. Probably should be video game questions. Yeah. Or mm. life questions. That we can somehow relate yes. to video games. That yeah, one. go on. Let's 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 try Siri out and uh, and see how we get on. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scamford. <laughs>
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a show about video games. You've heard five of the biggest news stories in video games this week. Right now, you can hear a piece of music by Mod. It's called 404. It's from 8-Bit Collective. That's 8bc.org. Home to a lot of the brilliant music we play on One Life Left. But now, we're going to do an interview, aren't we? That picture of that... that, uh that music, didn't it? Did you see you're sitting, your, your back straighter? No, you oh, want to prove yourself. Yeah. This is the thing. Got to get into the game. Yeah. I've been, you know, taken to task by our guests. <laughs> You've been mugged off, mate. Now I'm going to be sharp for the next 43 minutes. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Uh, how are you doing, Marie? I'm doing fine, thank you. So tell us, obviously we know what World Rumpus is. Mm-hmm. Do you mind telling our listeners? Uh, World Rumpus is a multiplayer indie game night that we founded that uh, we run at currently 93 feet east and we have a selection of various indie game, multiplayer games and we get people drunk and put them with the games and people have fun. So whose who's idea was it? Uh, it was a actually it was Ricky Haggard's idea. I've okay. got two other organisers that we that I work with, um, Richard Hogg and Ricky Haggard. And it was when we were at the Nordic Game Conference this year, and we were incredibly jealous of all this sort of fun stuff that the Copenhagen Game Collective were putting on over there. And Ricky just basically told me to make it happen, <laughs> and so we did. And it did happen, didn't it? And Steve and I, and all three of us went, didn't yes. we? Yeah, actually, because you weren't going to come. I wasn't going to come, but then I did. Yeah, magic. Mm. You see, Anne wasn't going to come because she's ashamed of her video game friends. I thought there was some sort of karaoke conflict. Yeah, she didn't want. She wanted her real life and us to mix. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out that was actually quite a good lead-in to the Wild Rumpus because it was very much about video games that can be presented in that social context and that everyone will get, like Johann Sebastian Joust, right? Which we very much enjoyed. We very much enjoyed. So how did you pick the games that you uh, hosted there? Um, the well, we knew that Joust was definitely one that we were going to have and then I think it was just a conversation between the three of us and what we'd played over the past year, but mainly stuff that the guys had played over at Indiecade and at GDC and... Yeah, just sort of came up with a lineup from there. It was whatever the developers were happy to let us have as well. So we've got a whole list of games that we're hopefully going to bring to the next ones and just finding the right balance between between them. How many people were you expecting? Mm, I don't know. I think when we picked the venue, we were quite conservative that we went for somewhere that was probably around about 100 people. But I think we had around about 300 people at the wow. end of it. So it was a fantastic time. How many of those uh, attendees do you think are down to, you know... Uh, video game personalities mm. being uh, <laughs> you know, in the tennis. Yeah, you know? yeah no. I'm not was sure. It, was, it the, think... was it the other two of those so-called personalities <laughs> that went along because one of them was? I think it, I think it was the rumours <laughs> that you guys were going to be there that right. definitely brought the attendance were, up. Were, yeah. um, were Radio 5 there out of interest? Just out of interest. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't extend an invite to Radio 5. I understand that. Fair fair enough, and obviously fair they're enough. a bit corporate. I like, they don't really, they're, they're not really part of the games industry, are they? No, I guess as well you have a sort of, you, you kind of have an A-list don't you? Yeah. And then you have a B list and a C list, and then at some point you have a cut off, maybe around list. G. Yeah. yeah, Sissy, we couldn't get the A list, so we went down to B. And <laughs> we've got to run about the C level. I understand that. We're happy with C well, list, right? Three C's, yeah. Uh, and and th- the other thing, of course, is that Radio 5 wouldn't have been able to go because it was in the evening, wasn't it? And they, they're on air, like it's about three or four in the morning, isn't it? So. <laughs> You know, they, they're still in bed at that time mm. because they're not sort of primetime radio. Getting really. their sleep. That's, yeah. that's OK. That's you, OK. You obviously haven't met them. I haven't, no. Um, so we talked about uh, Button last time, uh, which we enjoyed a lot. Um, I you met... punched a girl. 
Whilst you were playing Button. Yeah, no. The game didn't tell you to do that, did it? I thought, thought, blimey, like, it's it's sort of, it created voices in my head. I thought, that's clever. (laughs) It's all part of the game. It's amazing. Um, No, we played uh, played Button and we played Johan Sebastian Just. What uh, what games were there that we didn't get to? Uh, Four Fourths, um, which is a game by Mike and Greg. Um, which is sort of like a collaborative issue. So there's Jesus versus Dinosaur, which is by Grapefruit and Petri. I can't remember his surname. Right. Um, there was G. Oh no, I've said Jesus versus Dinosaur, and the other one was Super Crate Box, which was on the Beast Arcade Cabinet, which was um, that game is by um, Van Beer, and the Arcade Cabinet was put together by um, a guy called Two Guys, jo- um, Joe who is O'Cripes on Twitter and George Buckingham and they made this fantastic arcade cabinet at the hack space and we put Super Crate Box inside of it. That's really interesting, isn't it? Sort of this because Super Crate Box was one of the breakout indie hits of last year, right? And <laughs> shrugs don't work on the radio. So. <laughs> Uh, and and, to, and it's sort of based very much on this neo uh, neo retro type of uh, of gameplay. This sort of thing that you imagine would be in the arcades, maybe in the early nineties. So to put it back into an arcade machine, that makes a lot of sense. It did make sense. Interesting. Let's <laughs> play that. We were too what, we were busy signing autographs. <laughs> you know? So when's when's the next one? Um, well, we're talking. We've got, of course, Game City coming up, which is more of a redux. We're so. joining forces, aren't we? Yeah, like Power Rangers or yes. Um, yeah. So we've got one. We've got the redux, which is in uh, October. So that's two weeks. Two weeks on last Friday. Yes, yeah, a week this Friday. But um, oh, that's going to be sort of the same lineup. Right. That we're bringing up from London. And then the next one um, we're hoping to do with the whole brand new lineup is going to be sort of early 2012, so January or potentially next year. Great. So if you want to attend a Wild Rumpus this year, this year, there's only one way you can do it. Yeah, if the world ends at 2012, I don't know at what point the apocalypse is supposed to people's, happen. People say it's going to happen. December the 22nd. So if people. It is uh, if, you, if you want to attend a Wild Rumpus this year, because who knows what's going to happen to any of us in Nottingham. Not even Charles Cecil knows. Not even he. No. Uh, then you have to go to Nottingham. You have to go to Nottingham. And while you're there, you'll be able to participate in the One Life Left Karaoke. Excellent. I'm Daria. I'm ill and grumpy. And therefore I sound like the worst of communism. This is my video game chart roundup for the week of Enjoy. Number 10. Resistance 3. I don't think the word resistance existed back in the Soviet Russia. Resistance? Sex? Religion? What? Number 9. Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Number of Voicium. Bear Sex Human Revolution. <laughs> Revolution. Another word that didn't exist back in the day. Number Siem. Dead Island. Number Shest. Zumba Fitness. Zumba Fitness makes me think of sex. Which is obviously wrong because sex didn't exist in the Soviet Union. This arranges one important question. Where the hell did I come from? Number 5. F1 2011. 
Номер четыре. Gears of War 3. Номер три. Dark Souls. This phrase is metaphor for Stalin. Номер два. Rage. I always feel like pronouncing it like Rage. Because that way I sound like a tractor working in the field in one of the glorious Soviet countries, feeding the comrades. <sighs> Номер один. FIFA 12. Way! Give it up for FIFA 12. I'm Daria. That was my command market economy. Daria's command market economy, one life left's weekly chart roundup. We're going to uh, have some letters, aren't we, Simon? But it's going to be done slightly differently this week. Are we, are we doing letters now, or are we going to do... Uh... Well, we'll have a piece of music, and then okay. we'll do letters, right. but I thought you might want to alert our listeners to the, uh, the change in format. <laughs> it's just, we're just messing around with things. We're fluid on One Life Left. We're not afraid to change the way yeah. we present our information. When we say present our information, what we mean is uh, fail to print out the letters, um, so I'm trying to get hold of them right now. <laughs> so we'll see you after this. One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. In the background, you can hear a song called Yes Pizza. Sorry, that's the artist. Stay. Messed up again. That's three for three. the show. Three strikes. <sighs> the How artist many, is Yes Pizza. The song is Life is Forever. And it's right. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do the letters. Are we all prepped for that? Yeah, we've got some of them. Some of them. We've retrieved them. Did we have a, a theme for the letter section last we week? We, I, we actually can't even have had a prize, can we? Because we, because I think what actually happened is I said there probably won't be a prize. You said, yeah, there will. We'll sort something out. Yeah, right. Well, it, but it, it turns it, out our listeners actually need motivation there and then. Or, so. Yeah, or they just don't believe me. Yeah. Well, I was going to give away a copy of Batman Arkham City. 
which I was going to hand deliver in a bat suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, let's see what you could have won. Who's going to start? I'm going to start. It's from uh, regular <laughs> correspondent Ben Hall. Never lets us down. Thanks, Ben. Fots. Fots underlined. He says, hello team, plus super special guest. How's it, how's it going, being a super special guest, Marie? It was fantastic. But great. Um, I realise all your thoughts are aimed squarely at the karaoke that we ha- held during Game City, but have you decided on a date for the OLL Christmas party yet? It may seem a bit too early, but those of us who live in Anne's favourite place, the North, need some advance notice on dates so we can book cheap hotel rooms and train tickets. Is that what they do with the listeners? They book hotel rooms together. They could all go and stay at yours couldn't they? Yeah, back suits. Uh, <laughs> thereby giving us more money to spend on flat caps, whippets and wicker men. Also, you might need to book it early in order to prevent rock, paper, shotgun getting hold of it. And we can't book it after they've been there. And then he casts terrible aspersions about the men of rock, paper, shotgun. Maybe we can have a mini rumpus. Cheerios is Ben Hall. Hey, that's an idea! <laughs> That is genuinely excited. Let's do that, Marie. What can we... Right, we're joining forces for... Yeah, a baby rumpus. Christmas Christmas party. A Christmas rumpus. Suits. At the Blue Post. Blue Post. Should we do a rumpus suit at the Blue Post? Yes. No games. You can bring Johann Sebastian Joust, can't you? I'm sure we can. So, yeah, um, every year, as you'll know, as part of the Games Industry Canada, we we host a party for our, our loyal listeners and our foxes. Um, yeah, maybe we could join forces. That's a great Let's idea. Talk about that after the show, shall we? We're meeting, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, thanks, Ben. Next letter. Yeah. You know how my my phone is so smart. I yes. think I accidentally just deleted the message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were so proud of the fact that you've been so able proud. to recall one then of the I letters. Think I shook it and then it disappeared. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you do one. Uh, okay. No, I tell you what, Anne. You do this one, and I'll find the other one. Okay. Uh oh. Uh, hi team, OLL and guest. Uh, with the GMAs looming, I wanted to ask you to sum up the competition for best games broadcast slash podcast. Give us a three-word summary of each finalist in your category. Okay. Right, you ready? Three, three words. words. Games Weasel. Not heard it. GameSpot UK podcast. Jane Douglas Traitor. <laughs> uh, Saturday edition five live. In bed. No. Medium wave hiss. <laughs> Start select. More game spot rubbish. Uh, game can't say that word on FM. That's so rude. Yep. Sent you a message. Didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> One life left. Wait, that's not a competition. That's no, us. <laughs> Best yet. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, looking forward to seeing you all again at the awards. All my love and kisses, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, we'll thanks, see you at the GMAs, Dan. Up. Okay, we've got one final letter, haven't we? We do. Uh, it's from Keegan Bailey, and uh, he says, Hello, One Life Left team. I am currently listening to the podcast. Brackets love it as always. But something that was said that irked me. Oh. Shall I queue up the apologies music here? Yeah. 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 Okay, hold on a second, go on. Right. Um You said you've you said you've been mostly not playing it, but you rated it a seven. Sorry, the subject is lazy review of Dark Souls. Oh. What's with that? You said you've mostly not been playing it, but you rated it a seven. How does this work when you haven't made it past the asylum demon? 
demon. I don't even know what the asylum is. Demons stroke Dark Souls are two of my favourite games in, in existence, as opposed to what, your theoretical games. <laughs> um, Simon, when someone writes a complaint letter, you don't attack them. You I've offer got your on the apology. offensive now, actually, okay. Keegan Bailey. Because <laughs> um, he says that he loves it as always. Yeah. But, and he berates us for not having played Dark Souls stroke Demon Souls whatever. He's clearly never made it to the end of a podcast. He's never made it to the review section, has he? Never. I think his criticism is fair. He says again, I think your review, in inverted commas, was very weak. I still love your guys and your show, but it would have been nice to not hear a score attached to your experience because you didn't really play the game. Actually, that sounds bad. You did play the game, but you didn't progress far in it, says a man who's never listened to all the podcasts. <laughs> we should read this out at the end of the show and really slag him off. Maybe we'll call him out yeah. in our new <laughs> section. Uh, uh, Keegan, I, I, you know, I'm hearing your criticism because Simon's reading it to me. Previously, <laughs> I was seeing your criticism in my inbox, which is obviously not a nice thing to read when you wake up at... What time did I receive that email? Four it days four ago. Four days ago. Yeah. When I woke up four <laughs> days ago. Uh, yeah, and I think it's fair to call that a weak review. Uh, did not progress past what amounted to the tutorial section of that very hard game. But I ask you, Keegan... I ask you, is it my fault? If I'm not good enough at a game, is that my fault? Or is it perhaps the developer of this game for making it too difficult? I appreciate that some people have had an experience that maybe I will never touch inside Dark Souls. But I can't get at it. And therefore, to me, that game, that portion of the game that I had a chance to play, is only worth 7 out of 10. I didn't play it either. What would you give it? 7 out of 10. <laughs> Fair enough. So... Thanks for writing, Keegan. Yeah, thanks, Keegan. Thanks for all your letters, everyone. Uh, we don't have any more, which is no, a bit of a don't. disappointment. I was going to read out Chris um, from Game City, who was after some gossip. He emailed me at work. Really? Yeah, I was on, I was, uh, I was on holiday, so I didn't get a chance to answer him. But I can answer you now, Chris. Uh, he wanted to know why Daria has replaced Derek. Is there any gossip, he said. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, Derek, Derek quit, didn't he? Okay, what, Derek, what, what can we do? What can we do? We have to, you know, look at the next generation of market economy talent. Yeah. And in this case, it was Daria, and we're delighted to have her on the show. You know, it's a different outlook on the charts, but we're... So, please, I hope that answers your question, Chris, that you sent privately to Simon <laughs> and didn't expect to appear on the radio. So, yes, if you've got any questions, you want to know any of the uh, One Life Left gossip, you want to question our review scores, or you want to write in about anything else, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Email us. Team at onelifeleft.com.
Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is ahead by the brilliant Jimapal again from 8bitcollective.org. If you want to email us, I'm not sure whether we did this bit. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Was I not but listening? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. If you want to email us, you can email us. Team at onelifeleft.com. Come and visit our website and download the podcast. You can do that at www.onelifeleft.com. And if you want to do anything else, you can just search for us on Google. There's loads of things you can do. You can tweet at us. At One Life Left. We also have a chat room. tinyurl.com slash chat. And all of these things you could do on your new iPhone. Yeah. You can also uh, use Siri, can't you? Um, Just press that button. Push this button. So we're going to try this out. We've had a couple of tweets. Thank you uh, to our live listeners. Dbot74 says... Actually, let's give this a go first of all. So what do you do, Anne? You Just hold this down and you say things. Say things. Okay. It'll come up when the, when the little microphone there. So, um, oh, I've got, sorry, I've got embarrassed talking to her. What <laughs> <laughs> do I say to him or her? Right, um, So Siri is Apple's new artificial intelligence, yes. which is intended to make your life better, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So it's going to make our radio show better. I'm going to ask a question then. <laughs> okay, um, Siri. Ooh. Sorry, there's nothing to repeat. <laughs> Simon. Pick up your game. Okay, I'm going to do some uh, listener ones. Um, so, Dbot74 says, uh, he wants to know, what is the most common score given in a video game? Sorry, I should say that to Siri, shouldn't I? Ooh, this isn't going very well. That's no, give it here. Blue Peter. Right. What is it? Sorry, I don't understand. It's fine, it was Simon. not what is my consort. What? I don't understand at least once. And Saggy Bottom 4 said there was not what? <laughs> Simon, I don't understand. At least once in Saggy Bottom Forseth was not... What is my console? Simon, it's looking into your head. <laughs> okay, try again, team. Come on. How Help. do I defeat Psycho Mantis? Checking my sources. <laughs> Would you like to search the web for how do I defeat Psycho Mantis? Yes. Yes, Anne says. Oh, you have to push a button for that. This is rubbish. Thanks for that <laughs> question, Dan. Um, any more? Ask, ask a question about Peter Molyneux. How is Peter Molyneux doing today? I don't know what you mean by how is Gizmology doing today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should uh, maybe we should work a little more on this segment. In the meantime, we'll play uh, we'll play Duncan because he's our question expert. We call you Awa. Maybe after that we'll have refined the uh, Ask Siri segment. <laughs> it's Wiki Wiki Wawa. This week, Simon's assignment for me is the biggest video games ever. This could be interpreted to mean the best-selling games, in which case the answer is easy. Wikipedia has an article, list of best-selling video games, and it's Wii Sports and Super Mario Brothers by virtue of being bundled titles. Then it's the mobile phone version of Tetris. But... I don't think that's what Simon meant. I think he wants me to find the physically biggest video game. Think of those chunky game boxes from the 90s. The search for large game boxes takes me to an entire article on video game packaging. But the only examples of gears from that era is Zool, with its circular code wheel, and all those thick flight simulator manuals. I think bigger. Arcade machines. The outrun cabinet was practically a whole car. Oh wait, my favourite, Afterburner, the rocking and rolling F-14 Tomcat. The Wikipedia articles let me down. It says Outrun has a deluxe 26-inch screen, and nothing at all about the Afterburner cabinet. 
Actually, I know what the biggest video game is, and Wikipedia doesn't mention it at all. In 2000, students at Brown University made La Bastille, a ten-story tall version of Tetris on the side of their sciences library, using lots of Christmas tree lights and Linux. Still, this is the encyclopedia that anyone can edit, and it just so happens I've been maintaining a list of Tetris variants. A few clicks later and hurrah, we've enriched the world's repository for gaming trivia. I'm Duncan Timoney, and I'm available on cassette, three and a half inch floppy, or whopping big laserdisc. Life Last on Residence 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Which is why right now we're trying to interrogate Apple's little genius, Siri, about video games. How's that going, Simon? When is Radio 5's video games program on, and is it any good? I'm not aware of any meetings about Radio 5's video games program on hand. No, you wouldn't Sorry. be. Sorry. You wouldn't be. Sorry about that. Really, if we're being fair, we should ask it about us. Should Kieran Gillen wear trousers today? I don't understand. Shorter Kieran Gillen wear trousers today. <laughs> Simon, Simon, ask it about one life left. What is the average... Sc- I don't understand. <laughs> Shorter Kieran Gillen wear trousers today. <laughs> I Nobody think, I think Siri's, yeah. <laughs> Siri's, Siri can't spoken. shake that mental image. Okay, uh, reviews. Who amongst us has been playing a video game this week? Yeah, probably. Who amongst us still doesn't understand that raising their hands doesn't work <laughs> on radio? Goodness me! Uh, I've been playing one. Go on. What? We're playing uh, Ace Combat Assault Horizon. Uh, really? Yes. Really? Yes. Why? Okay, well, no, I'm just imposing a new sure. rigorous form of reviewing. Sure, it's no Infamous 2, I'll grant you that. Um, yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's, it's, it's interesting that Duncan mentioned Afterburner, because uh, this has got a lot of... I was, I was thinking, it's like combat games have come so far, so fast, that I think if you were to play Afterburner after playing Ace Combat, you would be quite disappointed. It's amazing. I think the theory is that... 
flight simulator, uh, sorry, flight combat games initially missed the point because they started to model how flight combat is, and that's but not fun. What you actually want is exactly that's crazy, why stupid afterburner. World War Two. Right? Um, why World War Three is going to be rubbish? Yeah, well, it's just you know it was following dots on a screen, isn't it? So Ace Combat Two yeah. puts you. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's the. Um, I think Simon Parkin described it as like the Call of Duty of flights. Parko. Yeah, what's he up to? Um, yeah, it's great. So it's 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 it starts. It's got one of the best opening ten minutes of a video game I've I've played in a long, really? long time. It's just right in the middle of it. Yeah, and it's all sort of pop video combat and. Uh, and uh, yeah, amazing explosions and. I think I saw parts. an advert for it. I think it asked me to make metal make bleed. Make metal bleed. Yes. How do you do that? But shooting it. That doesn't but work. That's not science. Don't confuse Anne. Well, it's not realistic, actually. I have uh, to say, uh, this game. But um, so yeah, it's really, really good fun. It's sort of old school um, flight combat game, but with next gen graphics. Um, yeah, and some really, really brilliant dogfighting. You fly helicopters and shoot buildings and stuff. So really, so good. two favourite things. Seven out of ten. Um. um, I played Scribblenauts Remix on iPhone. Okay. Yeah. Because you've got an iPhone. Because I've got an iPhone now. Okay. I can stop saying on my iPod Touch. Because you've got eight times more graphics. Yeah, so many graphics, I couldn't even look at it. So Scribblenauts, famously the game on uh, DS, yeah. where you can draw anything you like. Or, yeah. sorry, you ask for anything you like and it draws it for you. Yeah. To solve puzzles. To solve puzzles. Um. So, yeah, it knows what it wants you to to do a lot of the time like I tried to so there's one that I did where it was uh, getting a knight across a bit of a river and so I was like get a boat get a ship no it wanted you to draw uh, to get inflatables and like line them up and so I tried to get a bridge I tried loads of other things and I was like why wouldn't it let you do those how does it stop you because I tried to get the um, knight into the boat and he just would not go into the boat well knights don't go in boats do they I think heavy armor. Uh, then, I, no, then I tried. Yeah, no, because it was quite a big boat. And so, if he wouldn't get into a boat, then how is he going to be able to walk on inflatables? Well, it's not up to him, is it? It's up to his horse, and horses. No, love. he's not on a blinking horse. Oh, maybe is he? he should be on a horse. Did yeah. you try making what a horse? An inflatable horse. It's water. So you were trying to put a knight. They have water to... jumps on the Grand National. It was quite a big jump, though. Make a big horse. <laughs> giant horse. Yeah, well, you can use that's... adjectives, can't you? You can, yeah. yeah. you can. Big yellow dog. Did you try dog. giant horse? <laughs> I didn't try giant horse. There you go. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realise that I had a problem with it before, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently I do. I'm like, it's such a cute game. It's like, it's really good and it's fun. Um, but yeah, I just actually think that it doesn't stretch you enough, maybe. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I think or that it stretches you too far. It's asking for specifics and you would rather yeah. have a generality. Oh. How did it tell you that you couldn't put it in a boat and you had to put it in inflatable? Because I, I got a boat and I was trying to get him in there, but he just would not go in the so your th- boat. Your thought process was Im- went immediately from boat to inflatables? No, because then I looked at the hint and it ah. said, why don't you try something inflatable? So I wrote inflatable. Maybe it was Is being sexy. <laughs> why don't you try inflatables? Yeah, those, those... No, they're hints for like... They're not hints for your life. <laughs> oh, I just remember seeing a video on the internet once where a man got inside a balloon and got really excited about it. Maybe yeah, the what game... did you Google in order to see man getting into a balloon? <laughs> Brackets excitement. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's what it was doing. It was just sort of like tapping you on the shoulder, just raising its eyebrows and going, you know why not try and inflate it? I could have put him in a hot air balloon, couldn't I? Yes! 
So this is what I don't like about scribble notes is that because this is one I was going to talk about. I was oh. playing that this week, but it just really makes me realise how unimaginative I am. That yeah. The height of excitement this week for me was creating a venture capitalist and an investment <laughs> banker. <laughs> And putting them together. How did you get the night across the water then? I, it, we didn't. We just had a meeting instead. <laughs> Raise <laughs> capital. Got <laughs> bread. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, that's sensible. Yeah, it's a solution of sorts. Score? Uh, probably give it seven out of ten. Well, okay, Maria, so that's scuppered your review. Uh, I've played other games this week. Go on, um, that they'll do. Um, um, I played uh, one which was um, highlighted to me by um, Doug from the Copenhagen Game Collective of Joust fame, uh, which Love is Doug. Ready Steady Bang. Which is a? Have you guys played it? No. no. It's an iPhone game. It's very quite. It's quite simple premise. It's basically your two dueling cowboys. It's black and white. It's black and white. I you have, have played, played it. it. Is it an old game? But um, it was new, new to me this week, and um, yeah, it's just a nice sort of simple premise. Really beautiful little animations, and so, so what do you do? Uh, oh, basically, you'll um, you can either play single player or two player. You've got two cowboys at either end of the screen, and it sort of counts down, ready, steady, and when it says bang, you have to sort of use your reflexes to shoot get a cowboy before they shoot you. So it's a dueling game, and you can play it two player as well. So it's just sweet, simple, and sweet. Sounds nice good. Game. It's good. What score would you give it? Um, I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. Seems, yeah, seems fair. fair. Seems fair. I've been playing Euphoria. Really? Oh, that's going to be a difficult one to review, isn't it? Well, we we had Alex on the show last he's week. A, he's now Fot. He's a Fot. Are we a Fot? Fotka. Fotka. Are we one of... Yeah. I think we are. All right. I bought it. With Whoa. my own cash. I did it. Why do you Spent say it. that as if that's the exception? Because I don't want people to be saying, oh, well, Alex came on the show, gave him a free copy on the yeah, condition. Yeah, yeah. We've had questions asked about our review section this week. That's we true. have to be yeah. straightforward above up front. the law. We have to be above the law. Did you pay for Scribble Notes? Yeah, two whole 99. Two whole nine, one yeah. 98? No, two. <laughs> Wait. £2.99. Pence. I see. That's a lot. Uh, I paid about six quid, I think, for, uh, for you, Floria. Yeah. It's not a competition. I'm not saying. Simon, did yeah. you pay, pay for yours? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> didn't. So anyway, <laughs> uh, you, Floria, strategy game. It what? is two RTSs. What pixel junk hedonist platformers? That's what I said on Twitter this week. And Jim Rossendall of RPS said yes! Yes! So we're I, have a party in your venue! So, <laughs> so I assume that is correct. It's a beautiful, beautiful RTS. I hate terrain. I have no interest in that sort of video game, but I got absorbed into this to the extent that I had Rage and I had um, Deus Ex and another game as well to wow. play. And I didn't get round to any of those because I was playing Euphoria so all spent night. £120 on video games this week then. So, so yeah, it's really, 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 really good. I got stuck on it. I was expecting that to happen. I bought Pixel Junk Monsters as well and haven't got off level one. That's genuinely true. That's why we haven't reviewed it on the show. Because, you know, it's not fair to not be able I to beat the start of the game. I thought we could review stuff yeah, that I we thought, haven't yeah. played. Not anymore, new policy. Oh, rubbish. Oh, wait, maybe I'll rescind that. Anyway, the point is, this game, I played up to level 11, then got stuck, but enjoyed every moment. It's very, very good as a chill-out game as well. Whatever your level of gaming ability, I can't recommend it hardly enough. Just as long as it's not 12. Highest score of an RTS on the show ever. Really? 7 out of 10. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've got 50 seconds left as well. I just wanted to mention Rage. Go on. Maybe I'll actually, because I'm not going to review it, we'll do that in another part of the show.
Magma Mountain by VCMG. Again, this is from 8-Bit Collective, 8BC.org. My favourite of the songs you've played this evening. Yeah, you know because that noise at the start of the uh, start of the show, start of the song. Yeah, if you load that into a spectrum, right? Probably <laughs> does nothing. I don't know. And that's as opposed to the noise at the start of the show, which you were going to say, which was us. <laughs> that was us. <laughs> yeah, we've been one life left. All the uh, voices you've heard have been ours, apart from the one that is our Fox friend of the show, Marie S G Marie. We should have badges for this, shouldn't we? Oh, we should. What? Oh, hello. <laughs> I did actually bring you guys a gift as well. Yes! Yes! You've just said something that reminded me. You've got some fantastic World Rumpers badges. Yes! Badges. Which, if people come to the World Rumpers in um, October at forward slash One Life Left Karaoke, thanks very much. Also, wow. Well, that's very kind of you. I'll wear this. Where are you going to wear yours? On your breast? Yes, it's going to my breast. Oh, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm going to wear mine on my third base. <laughs> oh. I don't even know what that means. Uh, so I was going to talk to you about rage. Yeah, and having talked about your third base, <laughs> they're very, they are very connected. Being a little ragey. So I, I was uh, took some time to play video games last Friday, and decided I was going to play some of the games on my to play part. One of which was rage, which uh, would be very kindly sent. I don't think a video game has ever made me feel as old. Really? really? Yeah. When I finally got round to playing it, and it was quite late, I'd been playing Euphoria most of the night, and initially I went to um, went to play it, and it told me I didn't have enough room on my PS3. I was like, okay. Yes. And then I had to delete loads of stuff it said. First of all, it's I had to do that, that twice. Mm. Twice it force quit me out of the game. I thought it's quite clever of id, who are obviously the darlings of the PC world, to sort of surreptitiously attack the console, <laughs> exactly, attack console yeah. gaming by making it every bit as annoying as PC yeah. games. Very, very good. Eventually I loaded it up and I played it and like Dark Souls, I didn't really get past the first section. I, I played the first mission, um, completed it this time, and got back to base and then turned it off and I don't think I'll ever play it again. Whoa. And everything in that game seems, you know, completely professionally executed. Like, really, it's, it's, it's technically beyond belief. It looks brilliant. But at the same time, it looks every bit the sort of video game I'm not interested in playing. It's a video game made for made for teenage boys. And I, I, it didn't impress me at any point. But then I thought, it only doesn't impress me because I've seen it all before. In the same way, certain music that I lived, lived, loved when I was 15 doesn't impress me now, but back when I was 15, it moved me entirely. And I think for that sort of audience, they'll absolutely, I almost swore then, they'll absolutely <laughs> love Rage. But me, I can't get into it. Now, is that a fault of the game? Does this call into question our whole scoring system on video games? Because what I'm coming to the conclusion is, and it's You're taken me a while to get there, that I'm out of touch. Not just that, but video games are a subjective medium. <laughs> I imagine. No. And maybe, maybe the scores for these things don't depend. Matter. Maybe they depend on who's playing them, mm. that different games suit different people well, differently. You say that Rage made you feel old. Yeah. I, I didn't review this because um, I, I downloaded Space Chem as recommended by FOTS. Oh, Space Chem, it's got universally positive reviews. It's brilliant. So it must be... must. I mean, I don't know how you're going to fit in the amount of praise well, into the two minutes we've got left. It made me feel stupid. That's, well, that's, that's not true. Like idiot. <laughs> you're very smart. <sighs> no, it's... Yeah, I, it was... It's just unfathomably difficult. Um, yeah, have you have you played it, Marie? I haven't. No, no it's it's well. Sounds great. 
It's not though. It's not. <laughs> and, but what I think's happened is that all the clever clogs of the, all the people who want to pretend that they're clever, have gone. Oh yeah, it's best game. Emperor's new game. No oh, one. No. no one can play it. Emperor's no new one can game. Play it. I solved a couple of levels, and I was. I just wasn't clear about what I'd done. That is like, yeah, so I'm naturally clever. So we've got a problem now. Do we? Keep our review set, knowing now what we know. Don't tell anyone and we'll just keep going on with it. <laughs> You've got it. Yeah. Let's do that. So there is one definitive opinion to have on every video game there is. And if you want to know what that opinion is, you can only listen to One Life Left. That's right. That's right. Do you know what? I thought you were going to have me something smolty then by saying, oh, there's only one opinion and that's yours. <laughs> and I thought, I was like, oh, what have you become? I'd be able to do it. Well done, you. Jack Killian on yeah, Midnight Caller. Well done, you. Right. Midnight America, wherever you are. Yeah. I'm presuming you're listening to this podcast because Resonance's uh, broadcast frequency only goes as far as the outskirts of London. But it is at least an FM. <laughs> we have to go, don't we? We do. Well, we we have to go. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been great to have you on the show. Uh, we love the first wild rumpus and we're looking forward to our collaborative night Run, in Mini Rumpus. 28th of October, 8.30, Chameleon in Nottingham. Mini Rumpus at Christmas, maybe. Yeah. We'll talk about that in our meeting. Hmm. Thank you, guys, for listening, whether you're listening live or listening on the podcast. We will be back next Monday for our final show before the GMAs. Whoa. Exciting times. <laughs> We're going to sing a song there, aren't we? We are. <laughs> and maybe we'll report on that as well. Until then, we have been One Life Left, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs> 